live from Studio 6B on a quick Friday night, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Hope you enjoyed the special with Ed and Karen that was just on. Uh, Ray Simon Art, some great stories there. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Rick Delgado's here doing the news. Well, no, he's not doing the news nah. today. You know why he's not doing the news? Hey! Hey! But at least, listen, if you're going to take time off, at <laughs> least you pick the week that there's really not much going on. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, guys, I had my phone off. I like my, I told my wife, if the kids need us, let them know, call you. Which they would do anyhow. They don't. They only call me for money. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I just didn't even look at my phone. I didn't read anything. Next thing you know, it's like I started to get bored. I'm on the beach. I'm up early, and I'm reading. Oh my good. Wait, what? More stuff shot over the sky. Wait a sec. Trains derailing and exploding. Yeah. You know the the Air Force shooting bombs into lakes and missing things and then hitting stuff and and then the you know I have to start digging. Black Rock's in control of the trains that, and then that's why the and then the UFOs. Well, I'm thinking to myself is I'm not leaving this island. I got a job. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I put in my application. I'm going to be a bartender at a, at a little resort. You'd be awesome as a bartender down there. Yeah, <laughs> Paul, forget it. I'd be down there all week. There you go. Unfortunately, if you ordered a drink, all I'd be able to give you is a Bud Light. I wouldn't uh, know how to make anything. It'd be a heavy hand. Definitely, <laughs> that'd work. That'd work. <laughs> uh, Paul's back from vacation. Hope you. Did you have a good time? Seriously? Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, could, we had such a good time. We kept canceling our flight. We kept staying another day. <laughs> All right, good. Paul's back. Uh, Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Though got us here. Geo friend holding it down as always. Matt Margolis from PJ Media, one of my favorite places to go each and every day, and he's one of my favorite writers over there. Is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about well. Just a bunch of the stuff he's written about lately because uh, he covers mostly everything that's major in the news almost every day. Great writer, great Substack. Subscribe to it. Matt Margolis over PJ Media will join us at the bottom of the hour. And I am here tonight back from my son's birthday yesterday. And I want to thank Kevin Downey Jr. for sitting in with the boys last night as I was uh, off. I can't believe I have a 16-year-old in the house. It's just quite amazing where the time goes. I have no idea. Okay. But listen, I'm feeling like I'm sitting here in my prime. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting, feel like I'm in my prime here at 50. Though, though I believe I Am remember. Am I in my prime at 50? I, I remember something last night where you no, said uh, your prime usually <laughs> ends around 10.01. prime for bed. So. Right. <laughs> it's about 10.01. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, well, you know, oh, D. Lemon. Oof. D. Lemon's oh, got. Boy. Well, D. Lemon, here, here's how I think about it. D. Lemon had the same audience this morning. As he does most days that he's on the air. Three people. Which is about three people. Yeah, so he's going to have some time off. Mm -hmm. And two are his moms. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're both, who are both in their prime. That's like, I, uh, that's like an 80s sitcom title. The New what York, the hell is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the New York Post doesn't miss... This morning, lemon squeezed with the two co-hosts on each Oof. side of him. That was brutal. Oh, oh brutal. God. What a, just I haven't when you, seen that clip. When you think you've oh, heard man. it all in this Ding stupidity dong. lane. You didn't hear the clip, Paul? No, I haven't heard it. I heard he made a scene again, but I didn't hear it. All right, well, we oh. have it. I, I wasn't here last night, so we we'll, might as well just fire it up one yeah, more time. And beat this to hear death the, last hear night. This, <laughs> the level of stupidity here. G, go ahead. Want, roll it. <laughs> of course. Why not? Of course it is. 
this all the talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think no. that I, I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s <laughs> and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not Wait. I, that's not according Whoa. to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, <laughs> thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. 40s, so I got another. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful oh, about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, <laughs> or are you talking don't shoot about the prime for being president? What the facts are. Oh. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says twenties, thirties, and forties. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not. Not in their prime, and we, they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. I mean, can you be dumber? I asked for that. Yeah. You did. Yes. Isn't it great? Now you, I'll go now you Bye, guys. <laughs> Good night. Thank you. Enjoy Back it. to Aruba. <laughs> isn't, isn't that great, though? I mean, and when we were talking about it last night, I, like I had a couple, like I couldn't, I couldn't square it because he starts the clip off saying, I feel uncomfortable talking about age. Yeah. And then he dives in and talks about age for about a minute. Yeah. So I can't figure I out he's... if he's if he's trying to get fired. So they pay him out his contract because, right. you know, if you quit, you don't get paid. <laughs> So he's just showing up for work every day thinking, what's the stupidest thing I can right. say? Oh, here's a good one. I did say not according to me, but, uh, right. no, but that went right over everybody's head, that, that statement. I mean, who would <laughs> think to, to make an argument based on what your Google search gives you? Yeah, terrible. He was what? backtracking right out of the gate. He knew he was... Well, yeah, know, Bobby he... Harlow had one, nothing to do with that. She say what? <laughs> she said, <laughs> say what? <laughs> <laughs> qualify that but what what prime are we talking about having babies what are we right. talking about here yeah so uh oh, d lemon d lemon's gonna have a few days off but oh, yeah. uh yeah i know. tuned in this morning he was he wasn't there it was, <laughs> weird. No. It was so no. weird i couldn't figure it out no as a matter of fact i think we have that as well don't we have that g uh, how the um how the show be um began this morning <laughs> here it is roll that I have serious FOMO from oh. that interview that Poppy did. I'm jealous. <laughs> Poppy is at NBA All-Stars Weekend. It is going to be so good. We have so many good moments from that, including that full interview there. Good morning, everyone. Audie Cordish is here at the desk with us this morning. Don has the day off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he, he must know Paul Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Got my agent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. D-11 and Paul have the same agent. So D-11 has the day off. Soon to be a week off, possibly looking at a month. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Dippus, he has a nice clause, though. He has a he gets paid by the words. So that's why he never shuts up. And so yeah. him and Tony Romo have the same agent then. So. <laughs> oh my God, Romo! He went from being great to yeah. Like what? What happened with Romo? I thought he was the toast of the town. Everybody he, loved he Romo. Right? He was the first two seasons. He came out and he was so in tune with the whole league. And now he's trying to get on the pro golf tour. So all he does is practice. He doesn't prepare for the NFL games. It's oh, like, okay. yeah. he lost his it's focus. It's comical. He lost his focus. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still good doing the games. He just talks he's too much. He's definitely good. I mean, he knows he's every, definitely yeah. good. Knows everything before it's going to happen. But he just talk, He just won't yeah. shut up. <laughs> he's still a better he's announcer won. than a playoff quarterback. That's for sure. He seems like he's oh, in his prime. Oh, oh, oh hey, well, that's you know. You never know where talking. the Dallas uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. come into the come rear its ugly head. Yes, exactly, Slick Rick. So. Well, I saw this this morning, and it always amazes me when people get to where we were two and a half, three years ago, and now NBC News is there. 
with a headline this morning, immunity acquired from a COVID infection, now listen up everyone, is as protective as vaccination against severe illness and death study finds. The immunity generated from the infection was found to be, quote, at least as high, if not higher, than that provided by two doses of an mnRNA vaccine. Wow. This is by Dr. Ashai Sayel in NBC News this morning. Now, if you talked about this in the last two and a half, three years, if you tweeted about it, you would have a little disclaimer at the bottom of your tweet saying that this is not true, that uh, you can't forward this. Are you sure you want to read this before you share it? You would have all kinds of disclaimers if you tweeted about natural immunity in the last two and a half, three years. Well, I don't even know. Most people didn't even get a disclaimer. Most of them just got kicked off the platform. If you remember, a lot of uh, oh, yeah. a lot of very highly qualified doctors, you know, heart surgeons, uh, people that uh, deal with mRNA, like a Dr. Malone, these people were silenced. Not not just, you know, here's a little thing, make sure you... Uh... Well, not specifically over just natural right. immunity talk is what I'm saying. Oh, like okay. people like... Right. Um, people like Thomas Massey who was in Rand Paul who were tweeting about natural immunity. They didn't get kicked off, but none of their tweets were ever seen because they got this little disclaimer at the bottom. Thomas Massey retweeted them this morning. All and they the were shadow banned. And they and we were shadow banned. Yeah, we, saw, we saw the impossibility. Did you guys see Lauren Boebert going full tilt? Like that little firecracker? She was going haywire about the, with the with the executive from Twitter. Did you shadow ban me? And I can't recall. And boy, she gave him the business. And uh, I listened to more of Matt Taibbi's work. He's been breaking it down quite a bit on the treasure trove of crazy information that came through the Twitter files. Do I mean, you watch him on Rogan? I watched the first 45 minutes of it, and it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, look, he, a lot of things they say I don't agree with, but I like listening to stuff that challenges the way I think, you know, but uh, a lot in there was just fascinating. Most of it worth, worth watching if people can, you know, can handle the, yeah. you know, the diversity of, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but the yeah. challenging of things your that are going to challenge the way you think, like you said, you're not going to agree with some of it, maybe not all of it, but some of it, maybe you will, but it'll certainly make you think that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Leanna Wen, you remember her? Oh, she belongs in a yeah. straight jacket. Oh, yeah. So she's come around now on natural immunity. She's now come around on Howard Coning, uh, counting COVID deaths. If you remember, she's tackled both of those. Mm -hmm. And so now here we have another one on natural immunity. But where are all the people who've talked about this supposed to go three years later? Where do they go back? And get their reputations back or get, get an apology or get like, oh, geez, you know, you guys, maybe you were, where? where? Or, Three or, years later. Or where do you go to have this shot extracted from you because you well, believe them? Yeah. That's right? even a bigger, yep. it's, bigger it's like problem. I, I believed you because you said you were, you were an authority. It turns out you were lying. What do I do now? Yeah, you told me natural immunity wasn't as good. You told me it would stop infection. You told me it would stop the spread. You told me all this, all this stuff. So just a little bit from this immunity acquired from a COVID infection provides strong lasting. Now, just think about if we had this two and a half years ago, if journalists would actually have done their damn job. 
Maybe people wouldn't have gotten. Maybe you wouldn't have all these kids dropping dead. Maybe you wouldn't have all these sports figures dropping dead. Maybe you wouldn't have all these people with heart problems. Maybe you wouldn't have poker players talking about it in the middle of the damn match. Oh, I wish I hadn't taken the vaccine there, bud. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I got heart problems ever since I took it. Oh, geez. Yeah. Maybe Damar Hamlin would answer the question. So did you guys comment or play that clip on the show? Yes. I mean, th- th- is that not incredible? I mean, he's... Pfizer, what is what, what was the edicts? Listen, if you say one bad word about the, uh, the the vaccine, you'll never work in this game again. Well, he's never gonna he's never gonna play football again. Nobody's gonna pick up that liability. Well, that's not what they're saying. There's well, talk that he's definitely well, playing. Of course, they're gonna throw it out in the media, but no insurance company's yeah. gonna pick up that tab. The NFL doesn't want to see a repeat of what just happened. He's now he's he's damaged. I'm hearing they what Paul's it. hearing, Rick. I'm hearing the same thing. No, I thing. understand that, but that's what they want you to hear. Uh. They want you to hear, oh, it's going to be a great story. He's going to suit up. He's going to come back. He ain't coming back. They ain't going to let it happen. Is that because he's dead he's not coming back? And that's no, a body that's double because... won't be as good? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, he, his, his cover two isn't as good. Uh, so, you, Paul, you think, Paul, coming. just since you weren't here, we did talk about it. I gave my reason. Rick gave his. You think he didn't answer it because... Now, did you think, watch the whole interview? Let me just ask you that. I did not. I only watched the clip. I okay. watched three-minute clip. Okay. He he gave that same answer multiple times through the interview to multiple different questions on multiple different topics. Um, and so when oh, – we got to go. All right, we'll talk about this when we get back. All right, a quick Friday night live from Studio 6B. Matt Margolis will join us at the bottom of the hour. Sports and news coming up. past the hour live from studio 6b on a friday night hour two of the show hour one i hope you watched ed henry and karen turk and ray simon special it was fantastic it's going to re-air throughout the weekend and on monday night we're off on monday so you won't see us again till tuesday but um ed and karen are covered there it is right there club 45 special let's make nice. it 47 7 p.m monday night with the hilton trump hilton or the hilton palm beach or someplace down there the hilton we're going to be covering it and the president's going to be there Uh, So that'll be 7 p.m. on Monday, and then whenever that ends, you'll get the uh, Ray Simon special again on repeat on Monday night. So that's your Monday night lineup on Real America's Voice. We'll be back on Tuesday. Um, So, Paul, just quickly before we get to sports and news, uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing, we we bantered it around a little bit. Um, So your take was you think that they said to him, sign this and don't talk? or what? So what was your final takeaway? Well, the first, the, what I, I just thought, and again, I have no true context. I really don't have the right to report on it. This is just my instinct saying um, that he just uh, was under edict to not badmouth one of our proud sponsors, one of our mm-hmm. proud partners, uh, somebody who, who funds this league. The reason we all get paid so well is because of Pfizer and these uh, pharmaceutical aid companies in general. And uh, you're not going to help public health and they whatever reason they told him speak nothing about it or else you know it's going to hurt your career i wonder what percentage of money that comes into the teams into the nfl is is represented by by big seventh pharma. largest sponsor is pfizer seventh seventh largest i believe it's 186 billion a year a million million a, a, a year mm. i think that's what they get just from mm-hmm. pfizer alone yeah. Um, I'm sure that's where his money. next contract is coming from because it ain't coming from an NFL team. 
Where's it coming from? From Pfizer. They're probably going to funnel it to them and be like, look, you're never going to play again. Sign this contract. You'll be taken care of. Your family will be taken care of. Nobody has to know anything. You don't think somebody like that is looking at that going, this is because my career is over at this point. Um, I, mean, I got I to I I I take care of my family. I don't know how you can be so sure of that. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, this is my theory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, your other yeah, theory was he was theory. dead, so that was your other theory. Right. Well, the good news. <laughs> that, <laughs> good point, Slip. That, that one is still kind of if. Good point. That one's kind of if. That one's still kind of iffy. We All haven't right. we what haven't closed that one out. That's, exactly. that's, that's a dead issue. <laughs> since, since Slick just hit a three swish without hitting the rim, let's do sports. Sports is brought to you by My Pillow and Mike Lindell. LFS6B is the code to use at checkout. Slick, what else is going on? Well, we're going to be swishing it with the odds makers in the last round. Big Ooh. D, I'm going with the All Star game. I can't believe I'm betting on the all-star game but i'm gonna bet on the, i gotta get that money back i'm gonna bet on the nba all-star game sunday night we have a couple of college games tomorrow so I was gonna say, we can have college matches. basketball you could be getting it back in well, yeah. we got a few all you right only, we're gonna you, t- only, you only got to go like 50 and 0 you know what i've been there been there done that got back down to zero so you'll see okay all right here we go wait let's go to the rodeo slick rick rodeo friday night we got to get a couple of rodeos in 150th silver spurs rodeo in kissimmee florida kissimmee uh anyway here we go 150 Steer wrestling leader Will Loomis, four and a half seconds. Team roping, Trace Porter and Chase Graves, five seconds flat. Tie down, Blake Chauvin, eight seconds. Bow racing, Nicole Love. I love the barrel racing. 15.86 tenths. And there's $127,000 payout on that rodeo. Good stuff. And, well, here we go. More, more of the same kind of news that we've been hearing. Uh, but, unfortunately, Jackson State football player suddenly collapses with cardiac arrest, now in coma. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. A college football player at Mississippi Jackson State. Mississippi's Jackson State collapsed with cardiac arrest after complaining of stomach pains on Wednesday, according to reports. Sophomore Kasim Valls reportedly began feeling ill on Tuesday night and collapsed by the following day. He was rushed to a hospital where he underwent an emergency procedure, according to his father, WLBT reported. On Thursday, Kasim Valls, the player's father, tweeted to friends and family that his son was at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and was heavily sedated after surgery. The student is a defensive lineman with Jackson State Tigers after transferring from Alabama A&M ahead of the 2022 season. And uh, that would be one of Deion Sanders' former players uh, that that happened to. Deion is now with Colorado. There's a lot of good stories coming out of there, but I won't have time for that tonight. And uh, here's another real wild story. Rick, Rick sent this to me earlier this morning. Eric Johnson, former Atlanta Falcon, charged in human trafficking racketeering case. This is from Luke Kane of Mediate. Uh, former NFL player Eric Johnson was arrested on Thursday along with seven other people who are accused of human trafficking along with gang-related charges. Johnson was arrested in Gwinnett County, Georgia, as he and seven others faced charges of trafficking of persons for sexual servitude, kidnapping, aggravated assault, conspiracy to violate the Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, and violation of the street gang Terrorism and Prevention Act. Uh, the individuals are accused of trafficking four women and one girl. The Attorney General's Human Trafficking and Gang Prosecution Units will prosecute the case together. Uh, Johnson, Sean Aaron Curry, and Sean Patrick Harvey are accused of being the leaders of the Lotto, last one to take over gang, uh, or the 30% gang. All eight could face up to life in prison if they are convicted. Um, Johnson played six seasons in the NFL from 2000 to 2005, and he played for the Oakland 
Oakland Raiders, Atlanta Falcons, and Arizona Cardinals. He appeared in Super Bowl 38 with the Raiders and scored a touchdown on a blocked punt. So this guy had some notoriety in the league. It's not one of these practice squad guys. Eric Johnson definitely was a player vested in the league at that time. And, uh, wow, he really went down a bad path, Big D. That's, that's just a terrible story out of Georgia. And that's a wrap in sports. That's all the good news I have for tonight. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Um, let's do some news with uh, Paul Nolan back from VK. It's good to have him back. What's going on in the news, Mr. Nolan? Well, I know you guys probably covered a lot. Did you guys um, hear about the balloon that was shot down? No, you can't. No. What balloon? Okay. You got, oh, it's, yeah, I don't know if you got that one already, but uh, did you guys hear about the trains that derailed? Should I do that one? Trains derailed? Yeah, the trains well, I just heard the transportation secretary mm-hmm. finally get in front of a camera, and he told me that these happen every all you know, basically like a thousand a year. Oh. He didn't say anything was a big deal in Ohio. He just said, "Oh, this you know, this happens about a thousand times a year." Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then he then he then didn't he found, seem all that on edge about anything, right? But he did find racism at uh, construction sites. Oh, yes, sites. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Too many white that. guys <laughs> building buildings. Are you I saying this? I, 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 I it's <laughs> unbelievable. How did he get away with saying that? Oh, my God, I couldn't believe he said that. These people are out here working on these projects that don't look like the people in the neighborhood. What, what, we're going to just bring in some welder because he – hey, you, you you got a nice dark uh, skin tone, sir. Well, yeah. You look like you're yeah. very yes. sturdy. Uh, here, you, take this welding gun and go to the 18th floor. Yeah, you could be press <laughs> secretary or you could be transportation secretary. It's not just how many <laughs> – it's how many high boxes you check. That's all. It's not, not competence or qualifications to do the job. It's uh, just how it's, you look. Look at your president. Who you look, who it's you love. That's it. Well, anyway, uh, there's so many stories. I could not believe what I started tuning back in. And I started to make like, you know, I probably like yesterday, I started tuning back in. And I'm trying to catch up with all the things with mom. And, uh, you know, mom, by the way, everyone, thanks for the wishes. Mom's on the mend. Uh, she's going to get home hopefully next Monday. Got an aide. We interviewed the aide today. Uh, she was. Terrific, by the way, guys. Uh, Rick Delgado, you should come by. She's 29. She's Ukrainian. Uh, she's very fit. Very, very What is my last name, this, Trump? Is this the news? Is this the news? I like this no, news. Keep going, Paul. What else you got? This is the entertainment section. What is what what are doing here? What the hell are we talking about? What the hell is he yeah, talking exactly. about? I'm with Joe on this one. So the U.S. military uh, said Friday and successfully recovered all the debris from the Chinese spy balloon shot down earlier this month off the coast of South Carolina. And all of its content has has uh, been returned and handed over to the FBI. <laughs> Thank God. Um, recovery efforts included Thursday and safety perimeters around. The area have been lifted. Also, according to the statement, um, they said that uh, in addition, the Chinese balloon spent the week flying over the surveillance, blah, blah, blah. You guys know all that. But it's nice to know that they were able to, uh, you know, get all the uh, remnants and the FBI has it in there. It's nice to know. Hands. It's nice to know now that we've spent about a million and a half bucks on four or five Sidewinder missiles uh, uh, to shoot down like a middle school Hobby Lobby balloon. Yeah. That was uh, at 40,000 feet. Uh, like that costs about 12 bucks to put together and send up. Uh, <laughs> I, I asked, I said this last week and I say it again, given what we now know about these other three, balloons being basically high school projects or weather balloons you really have to ask yourself the decision making that's going on in the white house or not going on in the white house to get to these conclusions that we're seeing or now learning more about is truly frightening truly frightening that if something really was to happen or get shot at this country the decision making process and how we come to what to do needs to be really uh questioned because this is insane 
We'll talk about it with Matt Margolis, PJ Media, coming up right after this. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Lots to do. We'll do a little more sports. We'll do some more news coming up. Uh, we got the odds makers coming up before the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, but right now, we'll talk about the debt ceiling because I continue to hear this debt ceiling and all these articles about what's going to happen when we default. We're not going to default. I've told you this a thousand times. We'll go through it again. Because uh, there's a big lead article in the Wall Street Journal, U.S. could default as soon as July if debt ceiling standoff isn't resolved. Well, that's just not true. There's enough money that can, we're not going to default. So we'll go through it one more time. But right now, Matt Margolis is a best-selling author. He's a PJ Media columnist, one of my favorite sites that I bring you much of Mr. Margolis's writing right here on the show. He's the author of Airborne, How the Liberal Media Weaponized the Coronavirus Against Donald Trump, and the best-selling book, The Worst president in history the legacy of barack obama which is right right on the money so by the way most dangerous president in history as well uh matt welcome to the show how are you i'm doing good thanks for having me yeah it's great to have you i love what you write over there we talk about your stuff a lot on this show and i was excited to have you on um let, let's start out because i know you, you you've been writing a lot about 24 and a lot of things and this morning and today we're seeing a lot of talk about george soros and this um, so-called endorsement of Ron DeSantis. And I'm not really sure where the endorsement is. It seemed to me like Mr. Soros was giving more of a warning to kind of the, the people he funds to say, hey, don't take this guy lightly. Let's get out there and attack him. And I see Kerry Lake retweet it and say, oh, it's a kiss of death. Give me your thoughts on this. Did you hear an endorsement here? You know, I first heard about this last night, and so I, I wrote about it this morning after digging deep into it. And the reality is that when you actually watch what Soros said, he's not endorsing DeSantis at all. What he basically said was, if DeSantis runs, he'll probably beat Trump in the Republican primary, and then Trump will run third party, and that will divide Republicans, and Democrats will win the landslide, and yay, yay, yay for, for the Democrats. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't an endorsement of DeSantis as much as it was, here's what I think is going to happen. And he kind of, I mean, does he want DeSantis to run? Yeah, probably, because he thinks that if he does, it's going to be a problem for the Republicans, because Trump, is, Trump won't win and run third party. And yet, did you get uh, a lot of diehard MAGA Republicans trying to turn this into this Oh, this is an endorsement of DeSantis. He's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just we, we shouldn't be doing that. I I expect more from from conservatives who who should know better than this. Yeah. So let's keep on the DeSantis thing. Obviously, we all have um, watched what he's done in Florida as he's raised a bar on on many things for red state governors. Obviously, what he's done on coronavirus, fighting back against woke culture and, and coronavirus and ma mandates and all of that. And it's all good. But you had a piece recently that said, and this is obviously you've heard the big discussion among conservatives. Trump's announced now. So it's, you know, DeSantis, you know, it's almost like people say, how dare he? It's like he's got to wait his turn. And you're hearing this even with all these other people. And, and I'm thinking to myself, President Trump should be welcoming as big a field as he could possibly get. Because you have to figure he must have 25, 30 percent of the base I would figure locked down no matter what he does. Maybe it's not that big, but it's got to be something close to that. 
He can get Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, uh, Pompeo, Pence, uh, DeSantis, all these guys in there. You would think he'd be better off the bigger the field in a, in a hard primary. But to your article, should DeSantis wait to run for president? Let me just ask you, do you think he should? That is a very difficult question to answer because there's there's kind of two trains of thought on it. Well, the first thing is that, you know, Trump is definitely the best position to win the primary uh, the, the, you know, in this cycle uh, because he's a known quantity. He was, you know, he had been president already. Uh, the polls show him beating everybody for the most part. There, there are some that show DeSantis in a close second. Some show DeSantis slightly ahead. Uh, but you know, Trump is Trump, and when you're a threat, he goes he goes at you full throttle, and he uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna hold punches back on DeSantis. He he's already been threatening DeSantis not to run. So that that's a problem for DeSantis because I mean. I mean it's very hard to go up against Trump. So, I mean, that, that's that's one problem that he faces. But but the thing is, is that, is this his moment? It might be because, it, let's just say he waits. He says, well, I don't want to go against Trump. Let, let's just wait and not divide the party. So we're talking about 2028. He'll have been out of office uh, as governor of Florida for two years. And you know, it's it's what he's doing right now as as governor that that's that's giving such a high profile, which is which is getting a lot of attention from conservatives to say I like him. You know, I mean, look at Nikki Haley right now. She she hasn't really been anywhere for for a while. I mean, the, her last position was as the uh, UN ambassador. Before that, she was the the governor of, of South Carolina. Uh, she's now trying to inter- reintroduce herself to the national stage and. It might be difficult for DeSantis in 2028 to to do that because this might be his moment. And uh, so, back to the question: Should he wait? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> uh, people smarter than me can figure that one out because I mean, it, it, I just don't know the answer to that because I can, I can look at it from both ways. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, and you make a good point about the the, the time that he would have left office and then the time to run in 28. There's a two year gap. Uh, so since you brought her up, let's stay with Nikki Haley. Um, you know, I found it interesting that President Trump immediately is attacking Ron DeSantis with the names and the this and the, dis, you know, it's disloyal if he runs. He wouldn't be governor without me, that stuff. Nikki Haley says, well, I went to see Trump and he gave me his blessing and he said, hey, if your heart's in it and this is what you want to do, go ahead. And then, of course, she announces and he immediately he immediately goes after her. But uh, why is Nikki Haley running? I mean, I've said she's going to pull around skim milk for the whole time, around 1%, 2%, maybe a little higher. Uh, recent poll in her home state manages she gets about 12%. Uh, DeSantis gets about 31 Trump gets about 43 or 42 So w- these people like Haley, and I'm sure we'll see others, maybe Tim Scott, even Pompeo to some degree, although I think he would probably pull better than her. Why are they running? Are they are they saying, "Hey, uh, Trump or DeSantis, look at me for VP"? Or like, why is Nikki Haley running? Well, yeah, when I when I wrote about this, I looked at the poll from her home state of of, of South Carolina, where where she's where she polled at a very distant third behind Trump and DeSantis. That's a problem. That tells me that that realistically, she is not a viable candidate for for the Republican nomination. So the only explanation that I can come up with is. She sees this as as bringing herself back to the public eye, so that she can be a possible contender for, you know, Trump or whoever wins the nomination to be their running mate. Uh, what else? What else is there? What else does she have to gain from doing this? I mean, she's throwing herself out there, uh, obviously putting herself in a position where 
Trump is going to go after her. I mean, he he may have welcomed her in, but you know, it didn't take him long to basically just start you know start attacking yeah. her. Yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, you know, she's subjecting herself to that. The only you know, the only thing that there is for her to to do at this point is to just take it and hope that he that she impresses him enough that she'll be a contender for for his running mate. Yeah. Um... It's it's hard to figure what some of these people are thinking when they do this, but um, so let's let's move to some cultural issues. And you've been writing about this, obviously, and and it's obviously in the news um, as the left continues to stifle debate on these things. And when it comes to this trans issue and experimental drugs being given to these kids and and chopping off healthy body parts and all this, Matt Matt Walsh, who obviously over at the Daily Wire has been a very vocal critic of all this, and and you're seeing something in the last couple of days. He put out this thing, a message to um, um, Dylan Mulvaney, I think his name is. And um, you're seeing even so-called conservatives saying, well, you know, he's going too far now. He's being mean. And um, Matt's position is if you sacrifice truth at the altar of nice, you're hurting more than you're helping. Look, give, give me your feelings on this. Are you surprised to see even conservatives go after him and saying, hey, this is, you're going, this is, a, this is a bridge too far? You know, I've noticed that, and it is kind of concerning because, you, you know, this this is an issue that that I feel very strongly about as well, uh, because you know, frankly, the the problem with the transgender movement is that you know they're saying, well, if it makes them feel good, let them be whatever they want to be. It's like, well, you know, they 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 can chop off the body parts they want, they can they can wear makeup, do all these things. But the problem is that it's not just about what they're doing. They're asking the rest of us to accept what they are telling us that that is not true. They are telling us to to look at Dylan Mulvaney and say that he is a woman. They're telling us to say that, you know, Richard Rachel Levine is a woman or that uh, Bruce Caitlyn Jenner is a is a woman. You know, I mean, these just this is just not true. Uh, you know, there, there has to be an objective reality here. And the reality is that there are. There are there are men and there are women and that's it. You know that this has been the standard for for the entirety of of human existence. And all of a sudden, we're seeing this radical leftist gender theory could go out of control, and and we're being we're being compelled to believe it. Uh, it so I think we need to be brutally honest because otherwise, how what else we're we gonna do? We can't keep saying to to these people, yeah, 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 you're a woman, you're a man, you're whatever you want to be. If you if you want to wear, you know. Uh, Cat suit and call yourself a cat. Go right ahead. We can't. We, we can't do it. We got. We got to put our foot down and put a stop to this because this is getting crazy. And the worst part about it is, it, this is a this is a a cult that is targeting children now, and we're we're, we're putting children in a position where you know they're being told to uh, go against their parents, to hide stuff from their parents, and make life changing decisions that they can't possibly comprehend. These are irreversible decisions that could damage their bodies forever. And we got to put a stop to it. And so I, I'm all for telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. We got to stop suspending the reality that we all know exists. So uh, last thing, I know you've written about Biden's document scandal. And obviously, we know what the special counsel with Trump, uh, Jack Smith, and what's going on there. But let me just ask you, were you surprised the other day to all of a sudden, after we've all talked about University of Delaware being the next kind of place that, hey, what's going on? All of a sudden, we get this... Um, we get notified that, oh, yeah, by the way, we've been there, searched everything, and, everything, and everything, everything's clean. Uh, were you surprised to see that University of Delaware has been searched now? 
you know, I, I, I suspect <laughs> there's going to be more places that are going to pop up as being uh, places that have been searched because, uh, you know, we're seeing time and time again that the White House that keeps saying, oh, we're being transparent, we're, we're, we're doing everything we're supposed to do, and, then, and, and basically lying to the American public saying, oh, the search was concluded, you know, weeks ago, and then, oh, no, they searched this other place, you know, I'm sorry, we didn't tell you. <laughs> you know, I, I, it seems like this, this gets worse every week. There's something new that we find out. And, uh, you, you know, I feel like if they had just been honest up front, you know that that this would have been a far smaller scandal than it than it really is, but uh, you know they kind of went all in on oh Trump has classified documents we gotta throw the book at him we gotta you know raid his house and all that stuff and so they they put themselves in this position where all of a sudden you know people are saying that this this issue this is an issue that has to be taken extremely seriously you know Biden himself was saying oh how irresponsible for Trump to have classified documents oh but it's different when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, tell everybody where they can get your stuff. Obviously, over at PJ Media almost every day. Uh, where else can they uh, reach out to you on social media and read your stuff? It's great stuff. Well, I'm uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, Truth Social, and Getter. Uh, I also recently launched a, a Substack, uh, which uh, people can check out my writing there as well. All right, great having you on the show. We love your stuff. The uh, bring it to the audience as much as we can. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, the great Matt Margolis. Check him out. PJ Media. Check out his Substack. He's on Twitter, on social media. Give him a follow. Great stuff. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. More to do. News, sports, odds, makers, all coming up right after this. Studio 6B on a quick Friday night show. Glad you're in. Thanks to Matt Margolis. He's fantastic. His stuff is great. Easy to read. Easy to understand over at PJ Media. Subscribe to his Substack if you can. It's free. And uh, you'll get an email every day from him. And he's got great stuff there too as well. So uh, just quickly before we get to the odds makers and sports and any more news we're going to do before we wrap. Uh, I want to just play this clip from David uh, Stockman who used to be the uh, budget uh, director under Reagan, and he was a former representative, I believe, of Michigan, uh, and he understands the debt ceiling. Uh, cut one, G. Roll that. No, that, that's not true, really. Uh, and I think the idea of default, literally, like you don't make the bond payment, is a red herring. It will never happen. And the reason for it is even if we get past October 16, there is $250 billion of revenue coming in every month, yes. the checks. That money can be prioritized. There is nothing that will stop the Treasury Secretary in an urgent situation to 
say I'm paying 30 billion a month out of the 250 for interest. Easily cover the interest. He will cover the interest. That I'm paying 70 billion out of the inflow for Social Security. Easy. That I'm paying summer all. So what's with all the alarm bells? Why is Treasury be, Secretary be, Jack Lew and others because it a it's a lot of political maneuvering to try to blame the other side for the fact that we don't have a budget, we don't have a fiscal process, and our uh, right. Washington Michael, is being run by uh, irresponsible people. Uh, you know, I, I just don't buy it. You could easily make interest payments. It's a few transactions. You easily could make the Social Security payments. They're already programmed. This is pure propaganda coming from the Treasury, trying to leverage the Congress to do the bidding of the sanctimonious man, man in the White House. This is just not true, and we will find out when the debt ceiling expires that they do have the authority to, to, uh, to allocate and prioritize. That's exactly right, <laughs> and that still is true today, as it was in that clip when he talked about it when Jack Lew was Treasury Secretary under Obama. It's, it's not, no this, different. This isn't, this isn't calculus. That's exactly right. It's not calculus. You have $350 billion now that comes in a month. You can easily make the payment on the interest on the debt. You can easily pay the Social Security. All of this, uh, by the way, the, the debt payment is basically the 14th Amendment compels it. You have to make it. So this whole idea of these articles that it's not going to be, we're going we're gonna to default is just absolute nonsense and it will continue to be nonsense every time you see it remember that all right it's time now on a friday night before we wrap to do the odds makers with slick rick rick amirati basketball here we go slick rick football's over we move to college basketball and pro basketball for the odds makers which slick rick is in a little bit of a bind right now but he's going to work his way out of it he tells us that he's going to work his way out i always Whoa, do what happened when i was gone oh <laughs> that super bowl killed me super bowl I told you, put it all in the over well he was on the under Paul, i was so. on the under this is what happens when you go on vacation i thought the defense would show up they didn't all right slick rick let's go on odds makers for a college basketball saturday and an all-star weekend in the nba yeah dunk contest and all big d we don't we're not betting on that though that's too crazy but let's go to uh tomorrow night we got a good one 8 30 auburn at vanderbilt and i like auburn i'm gonna lay the four on the road give me auburn big d okay auburn minus four on the road over vandy Yep. All right, that's game number one. What are we doing game number two? We're going to travel down to Alabama where we got a very angry number one Alabama team. They're coming off a loss, looking to get back on the right track. They're taking on Georgia, laying 15. I like Bama to run the ropes and uh, run the numbers and win that game, Big D. All right, Nate Oates is a a great coach. He's turned that program around. Obviously, they've gone through some trials and tribulations. That kid who got arrested for murder from the team, but the team has kept it together and they've rallied. They did. They are coming off a loss, but they are very. They are playing extremely well, ranked number one in the country, I believe, right now. So, yep. um, still not new. Alabama minus the 15 over Georgia, game number two. What's game number three? Game number three. Well, Tennessee and Kentucky is going to be a good one. Of course, I couldn't get Delgado to volunteer up any information, but uh, I am taking I'm taking Tennessee anyway, just the same, even though Delgado wishy-washy about it because that's his team. I'm taking them, and I'm going to lay the three on the road. I'm a road warrior this weekend. Oh, I hope I don't pay. But, yes, give me Tennessee as well, Big D, laying the three. Tennessee at 20 and 6 on the year, minus three over Kentucky in Rupp Arena. Kentucky 17 and 9, not a great year for Calipari and the Wildcats. 
Uh, Tennessee, though, minus a, a real small three. Mm, sends up a red flag to me. It looks like it should be more than three. But, all right, Tennessee minus three. Slick Rick, where are we going for pick number four? We're going to go to the All-Star game on Sunday. I don't think there'll be more than five people that watch LFS6B watching this NBA All-Star game at 730 <laughs> in Salt Lake City, Vivint Arena, beautiful Utah. Here we go, Paul. I'll tell you, I'm going with Team Giannis because, well, we all know only D likes LeBron, Team LeBron. Oh. That's his guy. So, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not. Which, um, anyway, I got to go with Giannis. And, Me uh, go. I hope you win this one. I do. We're going to let. We're, we're actually. Uh, we're, getting three. We're getting three. LeBron, Team LeBron is laying three. So I'm getting three with Team Giannis. I don't know. LeBron, team LeBron has won the last couple of years. We'll see what happens. Joel Embiid is iffy. He might want to rest his, rest his sore toe. So he might not be playing. But we'll see. I'm going to go with Team Giannis anyway. I like some of the guys on the team. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell having an unbelievable year. Rick and I were talking about him the other night. Jason Tatum. He's another guy can't miss from the Boston Celtics. I think they're going to have a good team, even though they'll be missing Kevin Durant. Uh, so we'll see. Western Conference, of course, you know, you got Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic. I mean, it's, it's a great game. It's a cavalcade of stars, but Slick Rick, give me Team Giannis, and that's it, Big D. I'm going to lay five on the three college games, so that's 15, and I'm going to put 10 on the All-Star game. That's 25. I can't make it all back in one weekend. All right, all right, all right. All right. Big D wants to see me down 100. All right. <laughs> I know. Giannis plus the three over Team LeBron. The over-under in that game is 323. Yeah, I ain't touching that. That is bananas. 323. 155 to 153. Yeah, I, would, I would venture well, probably over. Well, it, they changed it a few years back. Now that it's to a certain score, right? Whoever gets to a certain score first. I don't think so. Oh, when they stopped so. the game? Yeah, if yeah. Like it was a blowout, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it, it, that's when they start playing defense. It, it's, oh. the, it's the coolest thing because then all of a sudden they start to care. No, so, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Slick yeah. Rick, there's an odds makers yep. for a Friday night with Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. <laughs> all right, Slick Rick, very good. Oh, basketball. Hey, Look happy birthday to Michael Jordan today. Turned 62, the great Michael Jordan. And he's given $10 million to some charity. I Make think a I wish. Saw. Make yeah. a wish, Charlie. We had that the other night he's, on the show. Yep. He should join the WNBA. Just dominate. Get another big contract there. Yeah. That's <laughs> Why not? Bad idea. Why not? It's the, it's the Vogue thing to do now. Yeah. Uh, any other sports, Slick Rick? Well, yeah, you know what? Uh, really, Alvin Kamara of the Saints, uh, big, big charges here. He's among four men indicted in a battery case. Apparently, there was a big fight at the Pro Bowl last year in a nightclub. And, uh, well, he's being sued. And also, he, he's, he's being indicted. Uh, the case will be uh, going to trial on March 2nd. And uh, we'll see what happens with that big D. But that was a fight back on February 5th, 2022. <clears throat> Him and three other gentlemen uh, got involved in a little uh, fisticuffs there. So that's uh, we'll see how that plays out. Just going to paraphrase that real quick. And... Uh, that's a wrap in sports. And All right. Well, Michael we don't Jordan. have time for quick crazy town, G. We'll have to save it for uh, save it for Tuesday. But uh, any other news, Paul Nolan, that's going on right now? Just a couple headlines. I thought this was interesting. Never seen before video of Nancy Pelosi's filmmaker daughter, Alexandria Pelosi, caught on tape refuting the January 6th narrative, admitting Jan 6th protest was not an insurrection. Uh, said the D.C. courts are too biased. I'll post that on my getter page and... You know, I'm back into the social media again. I'm closing it on 10K, Big D. Okay, very good. At nice. Papa Nolan on Getter. P-O-P-P-A-N-O-L-A-N. Papa Nolan on Getter. 
Whoever gets the ten thousands, I'm giving them a free balloon ride over the Midwest. Wow, <laughs> that'd be great. Wow, that is tremendous. Free. We 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 were um, speculating whether you were launching balloons from Aruba. <laughs> we, we thought maybe you were launching. He was launching balloons. Bud Light bottles into the pool. Look out for the sidewinder. Look out for the sidewinder missiles. <laughs> Watch me. <laughs> As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines, all our truckers, all our farmers, everybody on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Fran. Uh, remember, Monday night we're off, but you'll get Ed and Karen and Ray Simon Art and great stuff from the president. We'll see you on Tuesday night live, 8 p.m. right here, live from Studio 6B. Have a great weekend.